Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dust McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop, and this is episode 122. It is August 1st, a Tuesday, and August 1st, kind of a big deal in the world of uh, baseball now, especially at the high school level. The junior class, the rising junior class, so those 2025 members, can now be contacted by college coaches and i haven't drew i don't know about you haven't noticed much chaos much you know Uh, 95 commitments rolling in um it seems like it's been kind of quiet maybe maybe quieter than i thought it would be well it sounds like some people are under the impression that a lot of schools are operating just as if nobody is committed um, and so I, no evidence of that, but I've heard a couple of teams mention that they think that that's how today is going to go. So I, that's one thing I am kind of interested in to see. So if, they're trying to, they're trying to throw people off the scent, like, Hey, wait a few days before you make this public. No, no more. So like they're not, you know, they're reaching out to their commits, but they're also reaching out to commits of other schools, oh. or, you know, just to see if that is still a thing. Oh, interesting. Uh, you know, cause I guess technically it was supposed to be reneged, but um, I, you know, it'll, I, I'm just interested to see if that actually plays out. Uh, but I know that there was some, you know, I, I know some schools were making sure to reach out to all their committed guys just to kind of update their status and see where that goes. So I'm curious to see what the fallout is on that, but um apologize to all the i mean it actually may be a good thing for, if anyone actually watches our um youtube feed of this if i if i stand up in the middle of um in the middle of the recording today it's because i have a cramp um, oh i think uh-oh. as a li- lingering effect of yesterday's uh uh showcase so um still i guess i still haven't recovered like i thought i would have by now from a hydration standpoint but uh yeah so if you see me stand up, you'll know what happened. Yeah. Speaking of showcase, get, uh, give us give us the name that kind of took everybody by by storm. I know when I, I came across the Twitter feed, I was like, yeah. "Wow, where, where where did this guy come from?" Well, uh, so Carson Bailey obviously was the kind of the headliner that got a lot of the publicity. Um, I had a really good group overall. I had about I think it ended up being like seventy seven kids out there. But yeah, I think Carson's bullpen kind of stole the show um for those on social media at least uh but i mean it's impressive he's about i think a little bit less than a year out of tommy john and Mm -hmm. um it is coming out good (laughs) to put it uh to put it clearly but yeah no he left-handed pitcher and you know we we are familiar with with carson over the last year or so when he wasn't playing because his older brother Carter is one of our best video guys. So um, we've known that he was going to be throwing here, uh, ramping it up. And he's been to a couple camps the last couple of weeks and really done well and um, still, you know, working his way back. And um, you can see there's still some little rehab moments in there and, you know, part of that and trying to do too much sometimes, but man, like when it, when it comes out, right, it is really good. <laughs> and uh, from just from in the last 24 hours i think there's been a lot of um a lot of uh, an uptick in his activity so they didn't have to wait until 
midnight to call him. Mm-mm, so no. he's a 20, 24, but uh, man, he's got an elite arm and, you know, he, he plays for one of my high school teammates at JJ Pierce. So, you know, with him and AJ Ripley, um, it is, they're going to have some, some, some real pitching and Deegan <laughs> Kuba as well, um, who came off injury uh, himself. So they're going to have some big time arms at JJ Pierce next year. So they'll be a fun team to follow and watch, but but yeah, having Carson out there yesterday was great. He was, um, it stuff was stuff was real. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was good to have him out there for sure. Yeah, really good arm speed coming back from from injury. I mean, that's one of the things I always pay attention to is are these guys kind of letting it loose with the same type of arm speed that they did pre injury? And and like I, I wouldn't have known. Um, he was he was out with surgery just the way it looked on the mound. So uh, yeah, yeah. Anytime you're throwing that hard from the left side and you're uncommitted at this point in the process, you are going to draw a lot of attention. But uh, well, speaking of drawing a lot of attention, uh, there's going to be some guys we're about to go see out in San Diego at area code that will certainly do that, uh, especially yes. in the underclass group. But we are heading out there uh, once again. This will be our second year to go. Drew is heading out today, and I'm taking a really, really early flight tomorrow morning out there. So um, the underclass session of area code begins uh, tomorrow. And then the upper class will eventually follow it. And for those of you who don't know, basically professional scouts hold tryouts in the summer. And then one team scouting group is kind of in charge of of building a roster that they take out to area code with a thought process being, hey, if you're a scouting director, a national cross checker, regional cross checker, you know, maybe even a GM in some instances, you can park yourself in San Diego for as long as you want to. And we're going to bring to you some of the best of the best pro prospects from, from different areas around the country. So California has two teams with the, the A's being Northern California, uh, Brewers being Southern California. The upper class uh, has the Royals, which is kind of Pacific Northwest. Um, that team, interestingly, doesn't have an underclass team, but instead there's an MLB breakthrough series team, which is a really, really cool thing. I, I, I encourage you, if you haven't heard much about it, um, Google it, check it out. It's kind of like a it, it's it's kind of it, it's a good way, I think, to kind of shine a light on maybe adding more of a, a like a minority presence to um evaluation to summer baseball to just trying to kind of build more inroads and get more kids maybe kind of more inner city as well um interested in 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 baseball you know that's something that baseball has been trying to do is is to broaden their horizons to appeal um to to more players from those types of backgrounds um you know because the numbers were kind of dwindling over time and things like that but um, if you haven't read about it, it's a really really cool thing go check it out so they actually have a team coming out and participating in the underclass a lot of 2025s, a lot of 2026s, some names that we know. We'll, we'll get to some names uh, once I start talking about the teams. But White Sox is kind of the Midwest-ish kind of teams. The Yankees, the Northeast um, group, and then the Nationals uh, are the Southeast. So you see a lot of Georgia, Florida, um, Louisiana, those – that area will be represented by the national. It's truly a national type of team. So, and obviously the Rangers team um, from Texas, I don't think I forgot anybody, but um, so all these players go out to San Diego at the university of San Diego and they play each other in games. And um, the underclass just has four games and and, and they're done. 
Uh, but the upper class this year, they've changed it that you have games and then there's like an actual like you you play for first place. Like there is a kind of a final day where they have the team seated and they play for first, second, third, um, so on and so forth. So it's a really, really exciting event. Uh, we'll have a ton of coverage from out there. So keep it locked into 5tool.org. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Make sure you're logged into the website as well, because. I mean, thinking back to the guys we saw last year, Drew, we saw several guys that ended up being first-round picks and major, major prospects out of this event. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that you get a really good look in, at these kids against the best competition, and that's mm -hmm. why you see decision-makers out there all week. I, I'm interested to see, you know, like last year it was pretty clear, like the upperclassmen was majority pro guys, um, and some college guys that came to watch their commits, uh, but not a lot of recruiting movement. And the younger event was almost all college guys. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see, I mean, like I was going through and looking, looking through some of these guys on Twitter and there's a lot more uncommitted guys uh, this year than there was last year. Obviously yeah. I'm sure the rule play, the new rules have a lot of effect on that, but um, so that'll be interesting. I think it'll make it a lot more, uh, heavily attended from some of the colleges or, or at least it's, they're going to be bearing down on guys quite a bit more than just going to see their guys play. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. It may, you know, it may cause some of those college guys to hang around all day uh, just to watch the guys and see the uncommitted kids. So mm -hmm. that'll be, that'll, <laughs> excuse me, that'll play a, a big component, I think. Um, as far as the attendance goes, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a great event, you know, and I always go back to, you know, when we did our first set of rankings and you ultimately put jet as number one, uh, a big reason was because of his performance mm -hmm. at area code um, and showing, you know, like, cause if you prove that you can hit the best arms <laughs> that checks the biggest box mm -hmm. for a lot of, pro evaluators um just because you know it's it's different sometimes in high school because the levels of competition can be very different from state to state or classification to classification within a given state so but this erases that doubt um and if you prove that you can continuously ha handle that kind of stuff uh throughout the course of a few weeks like you're going to really cement yourself as being a guy that's worth following in the, in the eyes of these decision makers uh, and, and on top of that like you know we've talked about it before like these guys are human and um you know first impressions last yes and you know it's not to say that you'd be written off if you had a bad week but sometimes the guys calling the shot just can't get a certain play or something out of their mind um so you know, it's, it's interesting to see like the guys that are, they playing hard, you know, mm -hmm. you think that it'd be an automatic in something like this, but it's not always. Um, and it's, it's frustrating for some guys because it's such a difficult challenge and such a step up in competition for quite a few of the kids. Like, are they going to pout? Are they going to, you know, are they, are they going to pout when they're not used to getting out or not being the best guy or, you know, how do they respond to stuff? So I think that that's kind of some of the things that, uh, go into this event. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the stuff I look for. Uh, I mean, everybody out there is talented. Uh, there, there's no question about that. You you had to have gone through at least a fairly rigorous process or tryout to to make this team. And I, you know, I I in all my times there, I don't ever really remember thinking there's too many kids that are just flat out of place. 
right. uh, from a ta- from a talent standpoint. You know, there's yeah. there, there's some guys that are overwhelmed by the by the talent uh, coming at them every at bat, maybe. Um, but you know, from a pure talent standpoint, you know, you you've done something to be chosen to get here. So that that that's exciting for us, and we get to watch some 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 really good baseball. Yeah, because like the scouts don't want to bring out guys that look overwhelmed because then it looks bad on them. It's like, well, what, what were you guys thinking when you put X guy on the roster? But that's a big part of it is these scouts get to hang out in the dugout with these guys. I mean, they're the coaches. Like, yeah. so you better believe their scouting director or cross checker is like, hey, man, you know, after he struck out a couple of times, how did he carry himself? Or what was he like around teammates? Or how did he go about his business? Like that, that sticks with them just as much as – as to as a performance as well but it's like a couple of scouts tell me like you know they go out there you can't hide you know it's it's just like you know there's there's not that game in that summer tournament where all right man okay here come a couple of 82 mile an hour arms out of the bullpen like there's none of that when you when you go out there so it's very much a sink or swim um type situation but uh, in order to preview um you know just kind of our, our coverage and the event and things like that we've we're going to go through and uh, and mention some players from the respective teams uh, with the underclass team. I think we're just going to pick one or two players uh, from each group to talk about, and then maybe a couple more um, on the upper class team, but looking at the up, we'll start the underclass first, but before we get to that, looking at the upper class roster, like it's, it's going to be a really, really well represented area code. I mean, I think that I went through baseball America's most recent, top 50 high school um, draft prospect list. And I think there were close to like 25 guys, maybe more um, that yeah. are going to be out at area code and some huge, huge, huge names, but there'll be some names that aren't as huge. Like I don't think Sammy Stafura was a huge name this time of the year. And he went out there was really, really good. Um, ended up being a top pick and paid a bunch of money. Uh, I believe by the Reds. Uh, that's when Noble Meyer kind of solidified his, his status as a major, major dude in that class um you know miles naylor i mean the kind of the list goes on um i've got walker martin that was kind of a big big deal for him uh because that was the best pitching he was going to see uh for probably the rest of his high school career being a colorado prospect so um there'll be a lot of famous names but there'll be some names that we don't quite know much about that will emerge and we'll look up you know draft time next july i'm like oh yeah i remember seeing that guy uh he was really really good player out there so um, we're going to start with the, the A's underclass team, which is the Northern California group and, and Drew lead us off. I know there's, there's one familiar name. That's the fun part about this is we get to think back to some names that we saw previously. Um, but, uh, the, the A's group, uh, you've got a couple of guys you wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, Cruz Schoolcraft, um, is one that I've Great really liked. Name. He played, played in our event last year in Melissa, uh, coached by one of my former teammates, Michael Torres. Um, uh, but, Man, really, really exciting player. Um, good stuff on the mound. Athletic, can hit, can run. Just uh, and and an uncommitted guy too, if I'm not mistaken. I, he he was. Um, I know he was had a list of schools he was interested in, with, but trying to narrow it down because there's quite a few after him um, as well. I mean, pretty everyone pretty much can fall under that bucket. But um, the next one, Rashad Hayes. Uh, mm-hmm. loved, loved watching him play last year. Um, just like on top of being a really good player, uh, just seems like an awesome kid too. You know, he reached out to us. I think we talked about him on the podcast, but he reached out and said, you know, thank you. And, um, 
you know, that goes a long way. I mean, you can just tell that he's an awesome kid. You can tell by the way people respond to him, that they like him. And, um, you know, it helps being a really good player, obviously, but, you know, it ne never hurts in this business to, to have kids to root for. And Rashad's always going to be one of those guys for me. So excited to see him out there again. Yeah. Rashad was, was definitely one of our favorites from, uh, from last year's event uh, for me on the A's team, Alec Blair an outfielder, uh, really interesting profile. He's a, he's a really talented basketball player as well. Um, I think he's about six, five, six, six, got a lot of tools, a lot of athleticism. So he's a legit multi-sport guy. Um, you know, be curious to see, you know, with those multi-sport guys like Deuce Robinson last year, sometimes they don't have as many baseball reps as some of the other guys out there, but their talent and their tools, and you can see how quickly the skill is going to develop. So uh, I'll be really interested to see him out there. Just um, he's probably going to be one of the most athletic, ta raw, talented guys um, in the event. And uh, could be a guy that really, really takes off. Uh, what about from the Brewers team? Let's see. My Brewers the guy I wrote down. There's a couple. I, Billy Carlson's a guy that I've oh, yeah. always that just he's just fun to watch. It's like it's so smooth. Like when you you, you kind of get spoiled if you have him as a picture of what guys should look like defensively. <laughs> um, but man, he he's a special player uh, defensively. And then uh, Colt Peterson um, from Orange Lutheran. Uh, is another guy that I want to see on the mound, uh, Stanford commit. You know, they, we, I've mentioned two guys already that are Stanford commits. Like, I think we talked about this last year when we were going through, and I think it was when we were doing our um, our national draft. But, man, Stanford's really, you know, I mean, before the rule at least, had really made an effort to start going after guys at a younger age. Mm -hmm. um, and, obviously, Colt falls into that category. But, uh, yeah, it's seen plenty of clips of him throwing and, and it's, it's good stuff. No, no, uh, there's not, no, re or nothing saying, um, well, sorry, let me back up. There is, it's obvious, let's say why Stanford jumped on him and, you know, in a program like Orange Lutheran, you know, they roll out guy after guy. So, uh, excited to see Colt out there for sure. Yeah. I, I think the Brewers underclass team might have, um, he's definitely going to be in the conversation as probably one of the most quote unquote famous uncommitted names out there. And um, that's Brady Ebel, yep. uh, a shortstop from, from Etiwanda high school, uh, the son of the Dodgers third base coach, uh, Dino Ebel um, six foot three shortstop. I mean, you just look at like the polish, the tools, the talent. Um, I believe he's also going to be one of the younger players for his class as well. Uh, so gonna be super excited to to watch him. I mean, we we always say those those California teams and the Reds teams typically roll out all these shortstops and middle infielders that are just yeah awesome skilled play on grass like, grass yeah grass. man they go on that dirt out there and the speed of the game doesn't get them because they're used to it. Uh, so really excited to see him and also Seth Hernandez is on that team too. Uh, Vanderbilt commit right-handed pitcher. He's I think he's probably gonna be in the mix as one of the best right-handed pitchers um in the underclass event out there on on that uh, on that brewers team as well so um california is always really well represented out there obviously with with the games being in san diego and it's really fun to see uh those guys a lot of those guys that have, that have played in our events um throughout the course of their career um what about the nationals group i'm gonna go with cannon golden i, I saw him at a camp uh last year but man he's he's big time uh a lot of fun to watch old miss commit um out of Buford, Georgia, uh, just an elite player, uh, 
not not much else to say there. He's an elite player and uh, excited to see him out there and get a second look at him. But, um, but yeah, him and the the Moss brothers, twenty five and twenty six. Yeah, I was gonna I was D. gonna mention the Moss brothers. Yeah, yeah, Dean and Dylan Moss are you know those uh, I think I don't know if they're rooming together, but they're both rolling out of bed and hitting. So um, uh, at IMG, but the, I'm excited to see those guys. Yeah, the, the Moss brothers for me was it's it's going to be uh, interesting to watch those guys. Um, you know, I, I think of uh, I didn't look to see if if um, let's see, okay, Little Willits is not on the the underclass roster, but I was going to say it might be a Jackson and um, Eli Willits he, situation. He he's on the he's on the White Sox. Is he on the White Sox? Did I miss him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I must have had the wrong one. Um, Oh, that White Sox team could be could be really really fun. But yeah, the Moss brothers for me, I was fired up to see those guys. And man, there's a there's a lot of IMG Academy representation on this list. Can you can you imagine playing those guys uh, during the high school season? Would not be very fun. Um, I'll lead us off with the Rangers here. Obviously, a guy a bunch of guys that we're extremely extremely familiar with, um, being that they're all Texas guys. Uh, I, I think that the um, if you know me, the easy one would be Casey Cunningham, just because I'm just such a big fan of him. Um, but I, 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 I'm really fired up to see Aiden Barrientes, uh, right-handed pitcher from Katy. He was really good this summer. Um, I believe a guy that was one of the selections for one of the Team USA stuff as well. Uh, uncommitted, right-handed pitcher. I know that he's getting a ton of attention. Uh, Katie high school was fascinating because they had a bunch of really good older pitchers. So they had these younger guys that just didn't throw much from Cade Nelson. A TCU commitment was another one, but, um, I've got a feeling Barry Entes could be a guy that a lot of people are talking about, um, after the event, especially given his status as an uncommitted guy, but real feel for pitching stuff. I mean, he was really good at 12 scout league. He was really good, um, in the Pudge Rodriguez world classic. So I'm um, excited to see what he does on the big stage out there. Yeah, a, a guy that I'm excited to see against really good competitions, Trey Rangel from the Colony. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was really good recently at the PBR event. Uh, stuff is electric. Uh, breaking ball is really, really good. Uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm also looking forward to seeing uh, Matthew Botton play yes. against – play against his grade, um, you know, playing with that 24 group, he always, he plays up in most events. So I'm excited to see him play against guys in his grade uh, just to see what that looks like. I mean, we know he's a dude, I mean, because he more, more than holds his own against older guys, but just kind of, I, I like seeing these guys against their age group and the kind of guys that they'll be going against draft wise um, just to, just to kind of help, you know, put some, from some guys in tears um, mm-hmm. and just look and see how they stack up against uh, guys that will be chosen at the same time they will for the draft out of high school. So uh, how, old, how old do you feel seeing Javorski Lane on there? <laughs> um, old actually. <laughs> uh, he, he's not built like dad. Um, have you like, we haven't seen him in person. At least I haven't, but like, from what I've seen on video, he's got a real chance to be like the best player in Texas for his class. Like it there's is a, a electric <laughs> swing. Like it is the tools, but the swing, man, it is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I'll be fired up to see him, even though it's going to make me feel old. Um, every time he's out there uh, running on the field. Um, 
For the Reds, for me, make sure I didn't steal your guy. Um, Brett Crossland um, from Mountain Point in, in Arizona, just a really big, physical, hard thrower. A guy I believe is still uncommitted. Uh, so he's going to be somebody that's attracting a ton of college attention. Um, it's just big fastball. I think the breaking ball has got a real chance as well. Um, excited to see him just get out there and kind of let it rip and um, and see what it looks like on the mound. Certainly a guy that's going to command a presence when he steps out on the mound for, for that Reds team. Yeah, uh, Riker Wake or Riker Wait for me from Queen Creek is the guy I'm excited mm-hmm. to see. Like I went through and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Queen Creek is playing in our uh, the Five Tool Festival. Oh, this year, that's so. huge breaking news there. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get to see him in that. Um, you know, we have we actually got some really good footage of him playing in the postseason this year. Mm-hmm. But really good athlete, um, can really defend up the middle. Uh, and I just I, I'm excited to see some more of him, uh, just based on what I've seen so far. But you know, we that's, Queen Creek's got a great program. We're excited to have them coming out. And you know, part of the reason is they have players year in year out, and Riker Waite fits that mold for us. So um, we'll see him this week. So for the White Sox, I'm going to pick the most obvious name to pick in this entire underclass event, and that's Ethan Holiday. <laughs> like, yeah. after after what Jackson did and is doing, his meteoric rise to being the top prospect in, in baseball already, uh, already promoted to double A despite being drafted last year as a high school player, just incredible. And like you said, there's some whispers around Stillwater that Ethan might end up being a better better prospect than Jackson, which is kind of mind blowing to even think about. But uh, I mean, Ethan holiday, it's going to be a ton of fun to watch him on this stage. And, um, and also too, I mean, a guy that we're familiar with Carson, uh, Carson Broombaugh, like it was up to 94 miles an hour recently. One of our events, I think he could really hit like when I saw him in person at the pudge, there's like really good bat to ball ability. Um, so he's a big, big, big time two-way prospect. Um, but yeah, ex- definitely excited to see those two guys for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a name guy, uh, Landon Tomei, um, uh, out of Chicago area, uh, LaGrange Park and uh, Nazareth Academy. But, um, uh, I used his dad recently in the Immaculate Grid. So okay, nice. scrolling through those names, I, I, I had to go, had to go with Landon, but uh, obviously he plays uh, middle infield. So he's, you know, pro- different type of player than his dad at this stage, at least. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him. He plays for that Kansas Sparks program and um, I've heard good things. So looking, looking forward to getting some eyes on him. Speaking of immaculate grid, did you see uh, our, our man, uh, Paul Yonish from Rice used himself in the Immaculate Grid, and it was <laughs> that, like a, it was like a, a, a zero point one percent. You know, like like he might have so been. Great. He, I hope there was somebody else out there that got him to fit for that that part as well. But uh, I got a huge laugh out of that when I saw him post that. Um, so well, why don't you lead us off for for the Yankees group for the underclass? Yeah, so scrolling through that roster, you know, I, we've made this comment before, but. I always find it interesting, like different parts of the country, kids seem to utilize Twitter just completely different oh, than yeah. Yeah. others. Uh, there's, I, I had a hard time fi- tracking some of these guys down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, 
spent enough time uh, on, prowling around on social media looking looking for baseball prospects that I can usually, you know, you get if you look, find a, find a tweet about them that's not necessarily them. Check the likes, retweets, maybe find mom and dad or a relative on there. So, um, so I had to do that for a couple of guys on this roster. But I'm gonna go with Zion Theophilus mm-hmm. uh, from Archbishop Muller in uh in cincinnati uh lsu commit uh big time arm and i'm really looking forward to to seeing him throw this week because he he can it looks like it comes out it comes out (laughs) i'll just say yeah so uh don't want to spoil too much for you but um zion's got a big time arm and i'm looking forward to seeing him throw yeah from from the uh uh a mccombs favorite division um Eli Willits uh is, is on go. this this Yankees team uh I just I think people are gonna be buzzing about this guy it, but it's it's hard because so like from a scouting pro scout perspective like they they don't really care about the 2026s yet like they'll follow them and, and stuff like that for the high high-end guys but I mean those guys are so far down the road and he's an Oklahoma committed obviously he's not wavering for his Oklahoma commitment um, given that his dad coaches there, but uh, and his brother's about to go there, he, he's, think, allowed, he, he's allowed to contact them before the other guys. Are, right? So yeah, but I think pe- I think people are going to be buzzing about his skill, his advanced feel, his athleticism, the hitting ability. I, I think he's going to create uh, create some buzz there. And then I had I had one more guy on this. Oh yeah, Justice DeYoung. Um, you know, oh yeah, Duke, we talked about Stanford. Duke is another program that's popped up several times um, going through yeah. these rosters. Um, and he's another one of those guys from Brooklyn, New York, uh, two-way talent, but uh, it's, it's big, loud tools. It's a big fastball. Uh, I'm excited to see what he looks like both as a, as a hitter and pitcher. Cause he's, he's one of the more exciting prospects in the 2025 class and another guy that's, that's pretty young for his classification as well. Um, so the last group from the from the uh, underclass event is the MLB MLB Breakthrough Series underclass team, and uh, it's cool because we we recognize a lot of names on this list. But uh, I've got to go with Miles Young. I am fired up to see Miles Young, uh, 2026 infielder from Episcopal in the uh, in the Houston area. Just you know, big athlete, um, tools, projection. But uh, real bat speed, real power potential. But he's also got some advanced feel for everything he's doing as well and the way he carries himself. So uh, I'm I'm especially excited to see what he looks like on this stage. Uh, could kind of be a little bit of a of a coming out party for him as well. Uh, a guy that could be uh, could go into there a name that people know, but could blow up and be really famous afterward. Yeah, uh, th- I mean this this roster is loaded. Um, and we actually have, you know, we, we've got some connection to some of these guys, you know, we've seen some of these guys, uh, from, there's quite a few from Texas, uh, guys that we've seen a lot like Dean Hanna, Xavier Mitchell, uh, uh, Silas Newport out of Strake Jesuit. Um, there is this, this team's got some real names. Xavier Mitchell is obviously one of, one of my favorite guys, uh, that I've gotten to see quite a bit early. And then Savian Sims that was in our, uh, festival last year. Um, is a guy that we've seen and have always been excited about, but uh, this this group is loaded. Like this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So uh, Kevin Roberts is another one out of Jackson uh, Prep in Mississippi that I've heard a lot of good things about, and you know I think he's pretty sure, pretty sure he's had some USA background stuff. So <laughs> excited to see him. 
for sure. Yeah, just a really cool uh, idea, um, you know, to, for them to bring a team out there from, you know, Major League Baseball side and the scouting side and uh, uh, a lot of names that we're really, really familiar with. So it's going to be fun to see those guys um, on this big stage. So that's that's the underclass group. Uh, let's move it over to the upper class group. So these guys will be almost all 2024 prospects. There are some 2025 prospects um, kind of uh, sprinkled through here. Um, some guys that uh, obviously if, if you're, if you're playing up an age group in the, in the upper class, you've got to be a really, really good player. But um, from the, uh, from the A's team, Northern California group, I'm going to go with Charlie Bates. Uh, just a, a, a really, really big time infielder, uh, a guy that I'm just super excited to see again on this, another, another Stanford guy, um, who's, um, I believe he's a Stanford guy. Yeah. Another Stanford guy, middle infielder. Um, I think, you know, this, when I was going through the upper class and just kind of going through some names and thinking about guys and stuff like that, there are so many shortstops out here. Like that just kind of shows you you know, kind of where the game's been going, but also kind of like why, you know, pro teams, you know, really value those guys. So, and why we see in the draft, what's the high school dra- guy that gets drafted now? It's the shortstop, you know, it's the shortstop or it's the really yeah. athletic outfielder who can either really, really run and hit or hit for a bunch of power um, and play in the outfield as well. So uh, uh, Charlie Bates from the A's is is, uh, is definitely a guy that um, I'm excited to see out there. Yeah, Parker Warner is a guy for me that can just really, really pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanford guy, Stanford commit. Um, but man, I, I loved watching him last year. He was a guy that moved the ball around, changed speeds, like just had an advanced feel for pitching for his age. And then uh, Beckett Zavorik from Bullard in Fresno, uh, Arizona State middle infield commit that athletic. I, I I liked what I saw of him when I was scrolling through these guys. So excited to see them for sure. They're you know it's. That that Northern California group is just, I mean, it's it's loaded. Um, this team is 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 going to really have some names to follow on it. Yeah, yeah, some some big names on there for sure. Um, speaking of big names, the Brewers team will definitely be yeah. uh, one of the most loaded teams. Uh, probably on paper, the most I'd say, like from a name brand talent at this point, probably the the most talented, but. Say what, man? That White Sox team is going to give them a run for their money as well. We know the Nationals team is always uh, really, really good. But I mean, you can kind of take your pick with a lot of these big names on there. Uh, Derek Curiel is going to come into this event. Um, I don't think it's quite like Max Clark hype, for lack of a better word. But like, he's going to be in position to kind of cement himself as a guy that could be in that draft range next year. I think uh, just an outfielder committed to LSU. Uh, really hits, really moves well. Athleticism, I mean, checks a lot of boxes. So this will be kind of an opportunity for him to really springboard it um, on there. And, uh, you know, a couple of Texas commits on there too. Levi Sterling, I think, has been like sneaky, not sneaky, but like could really blow up out there just from the way he's he's thrown the ball this summer. And then, um, of course, uh, one of the most famous guys in five-tool history, uh, Bryce Rayner, <laughs> <laughs> for – for uh for his um for his uh celebratory bat flip um in a high school game uh a while ago but um he's a guy that'll be excited to see on that big stage as well but th- I mean you just go up and down this roster and a bunch of really really good players yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Wyland Moss we got to see him in the five tool festival we get to have them back um, nice 
So good, good to get another look at him. Uh, Cade Townsend from Santa Margarita Catholic. Uh, another spoiler alert. They will be coming to the five tool festival. Man, you're just breaking all the news on here today. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if anyone's listening. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm excited to see him throw old miss commit, uh, from Santa Margarita. So, um, but yeah, like we, we've talked about this too. Like a lot of these guys are heading East, uh, for their college, Mm -hmm. for their college choices, which I always find interesting is like, you know, last year I felt like there was a lot more Southern California commits. Now there's still quite a few. So don't, I I don't want to seem like there's not any, but, um, a lot more SEC flavor as, as uh, we start moving in, especially and then obviously if you're including by the time these guys will be there at Texas and OU and yeah. in the SEC that, that just only adds to it, um, with some of the names we've mentioned already. So, um, but yeah, it's, it, it just, I, I like seeing trends and stuff like that and seeing if they continue to play out and that'll be one to follow for sure. It's kind of funny. Like, I feel like football went through this thing. I don't know if it's been, a, I don't know if it was a decade ago, but it used to be like USC would load up, Oregon would would kind of load up, um, UCLA would get theirs, Washington would, would kind of get some of theirs, but th- there really wasn't ever any sort of big SEC presence out there. I mean, Florida yeah. State used to kind of go out there and get a guy or two every year. Notre Dame obviously was a big power. Like now it's like, okay, Alabama's going to get guys there. Clemson's going to get guys there. Ohio State's like, so we've kind of see baseball kind of follow that a little bit. And it'll be interesting to see if, you know, that, that those colleges out there can kind of fight back and, and keep some of those guys home. But uh, from the nationals team, um, one of the two uh, big time names that reclassified uh, that's a left-handed pitcher and, and an outfielder, two-way player, uh, Noah Franco uh, is a guy that it's, I think is going to have a lot of attention on him. He's actually uncommitted uh, too, um, but uh, a big time talent, both as a left-handed pitcher and a left-handed hitting um, outfielder, I believe. Uh, he's, I think I've seen him listed about 6'3", 180 or 190. Um, talent, tools, uh, you name it. I mean, he's going to be a guy that commands a lot of a lot of scouting attention out there. It'll be interesting to see ultimately um, where he decides to commit for college because as we know now with the draft, you know, him being a lefty, it's a little bit different, but you know, these guys aren't the lock to go to the draft that they once were, you know, five, 10 years ago. So getting a commitment from these types of guys is a big, big deal. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun to watch. Imagine there'll be some people there watching him from both sides of the aisle. Let's call it. Um, let's see. I, I, I like Talon Bell. Um, mm-hmm. Big, big fan of his. I like everything I see. Jaden Akai. Kia, any Jeff's help uh, pronouncing him, uh, but he made a name for himself in this event last year. Now at IMG, talk about <laughs> we we've already talked about that um, that uh, that lineup for them, but I guess he only adds to it. Yeah. Um, and then the one other guy that I I wanted to mention from them, Ariston VC, uh, is a guy that I really mm-hmm. liked last year. I I really liked watching him catch and throw. Um, so I just wanted to mention that and I believe he was on my national draft team. I, I meant to pull that up before we got going, but yeah, it's a, uh, there's quite a few names on there oh, that, yeah. that we, that we've seen, um, that we'll get to see again and, uh, get some eyes on some of the best prospects in the country. 
Yeah, and a local guy on there too on the Nationals team, Tristan Bristow from um, from the San Antonio area, Harlan High School, a Vanderbilt commitment. He's going to be out there pitching for that for that Nationals team. Uh, the Rangers group, uh, all the state of Texas guys. I mean, we've we've talked about so many of these guys. Um, you know, even recently, you know, having seen a lot of these guys at the TSA event, uh, you could go a million different directions. Um, you know, two guys in particular. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard not to pick Case and Evans, uh, just because, like, you know, what what his his, his status as one of the better right-handed pitching prospects um, in the country. Um, I'm not going to take your guys. You've got written down here. Let's oh, see. Um, thank you, Jason. Jason Flores for me, like, in addition to being uncommitted, um, I really think he's just on this ascent right now as a prospect to where. A lot of people are starting to find out about him um, just because of the way he's performed recently. And he he's another one of those guys that I think there's going to be a chance that people are just buzzing about what kind of prospect he is um, coming out of this event. So he's, you know, he's got a real chance, uh, both as a pitcher and a hitter. I mean, he's got big power. I think long-term he's a better pitching prospect, at least right now. Um, so I'm really excited to see how he performs out there, but um, and you know, all those shortstops too, you know, Sawyer, Farr, Wyatt, Sanford, how they hit, how they perform on the dirt, what do they look like there defensively? Um, you know, Cater and B-Day this event last year hit a homer so hard enough to branch off a tree out of left field. Didn't, didn't we got that right? Like we, you could see the branch breaking in our video, right? Is that, is, is, are you poking, are you poking me? Uh, we 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 did not get that because my my oh, my phone right. was my phone was overheating. Um, which I'm that? gonna try to. What was the home run that you got that you were so excited? Akai Kea. Oh, okay, okay. He he hit it. Uh, I think. Yeah. I don't remember if it was like over the scoreboard or where he hit it. Uh, but I did get that one. Um, uh, okay. It I, was, remember, it was, I remember there was one that we we were like. We couldn't believe we got it, and yeah, and it, okay, my bad. Yeah. I didn't. Unfortunately, didn't not, be... <laughs> not not Aaron B day. Sorry, I, Kate. I I vividly remember like where the ball went, what happened, um, and it's like, oh my goodness, I wish I could have gotten that. Uh, but there's there's so many names. I mean, it's it's a really really good group um, coming to represent the state of Texas, and a lot of guys that we've we've talked about a ton before, but uh, Flores especially. Do, do I get to talk about? My yeah, life? yeah, yeah, yeah. Go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I just got the got the feeling you were moving on. I can go here, through the whole list. Yeah. 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 We've we've seen all these guys. Uh, you know, again, we're ecstatic to see them against the best competition. But uh, Theo Gillen, you know, I mean, he's been a guy that's missed some of these events in the past because of mm-hmm. an injury. Um, and so getting to see him, hopefully, as healthy as he can be out there, is something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, you know, got to see him the spring some and just get to see him out there moving around and see him on, see him on grass and dirt. You know, it's, that's one thing that, that's, that we don't get to see enough of here Mm -hmm. in Texas. So that's always things that are something that we've talked about in the past um, that, that we really look forward to. And then Caleb Hoover, who is, man, if, (laughs) if he can uh, stay hot, as hot as he is coming off of being the MVP of the Connie Mack world series. And then shoot, he would have, I mean, if they would have ended up winning the Natalie Mattingly, he might as well might've been the MVP of that too. So mm-hmm. um, this guy has been on fire. Uh, I know that I'm a Homer with him being here in Rockwall. 
even though he's on the other side of the highway. Uh, and he, <laughs> I like how you said but, that. Yeah, no, but um, man, he he just he's had a really good year, and I'm I'm a, I'm really happy for him just because I know what kind of kid he is and what that program thinks of him. Um, and so I mean, and he's he's pretty, I think getting close to playing some football here too. So, um, you know, it's I'm 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 glad that he's going to get to go out there and and, and be there for. For the for the area code event, yeah, it'd be a good one for sure. He's I mean he's had an incredible summer. Um, the Reds group uh, getting a lot of guys from Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, uh, Nevada. Uh, I mean, in the Noah Franco group, um, Cam Caminiti, who <laughs> we first learned about at this event last year, playing um, yeah. as a 2025 prospect. Then with the underclass group, now he's a 2024 prospect. Uh, left-handed pitcher, uh, big time on the mound, big arm strength. Uh, he didn't. Wait, pitch he, he just of- he just he just reclassified. Yes, so, so he's he, a twenty. He's, yeah, he's a twenty-four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and Noah Franco both were once upon a time were twenty-fives, and now they're both twenty-fours. Um, and and, and they're still the best process. guys. Yeah, right. It's like okay, let's just slide them into a similar spot, um, in that class as well. So. Uh, really excited to see him. Um, and some some guys we kind of know. Max Charles is the guy that really stood out last year at this event. Uh, and then Zach Kmatz from uh, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, guy the five tools familiar with. Um, a, a dude on the mound. Um, really excited to see how he performs out there as well. Yeah, fairly recent Oregon State commit. Uh-huh. Um, and then I, I'm a big fan of the, the well, pretty much pretty much all of the South Scene family. Um, mm-hmm. Just a loaded family, but Ty is one that I really like. Uh, let's see who else. Luke Taylor is the guy that we've seen. He's been in our, some of our stuff, uh, a guy that we're big fans of. And then let's see my list. And then Ethan Kroll, uh, one of our absolute favorite arms in this class out of Colorado, DBU commit. Um, but excited to see him throw against these kind of guys. So, It'll be, it'll be, I, I always like the Reds. The, Red, the Reds team is always one of my favorite yep. teams. Um, I just like, you know, they, they fit in that kind of, you know, we talk about the, just the style and the way they play mm-hmm. um, that that's, that's enjoyable to watch. So a bunch of guys on this group that fit that mold for us. Mm-hmm. For the Royals group, um, let's see, right-handed pitcher, Zach Swanson, Got, I, I think he's got a chance to really springboard himself as to potentially being a really, really big time um, draft guy with the top performance out there at area code. And then a, uh, a 2025 name that's on this group, Xavier Nayans, uh, really, really advanced hitter um, from Mount Vernon in Washington. Uh, obviously, it, it speaks to how talented and how advanced he is that they're like, yeah, let's put this guy on the, on the Royals group. Uh, but I'm really excited to see him out there as well. Yeah, and another twenty-five uh, from Washington that I'm I'm excited to see is Mason Pike. Um, really, really fun player to watch in the clips that I've seen of him. Um, just I I like those guys in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, I you know they're they're a little bit sometimes overlooked, like some of the guys in the Northeast, and I think a lot of that has to do with weather. Um, you know they they just have a they experience a completely different high school season than a lot of the guys down south. So um, you know that. It's funny. I mean, you know, some of these types of events can be a coming out party for some of these guys when when in reality all along they've been as good as everyone. But um, being on this stage and and up against some of the best in the country always 
um, always helps get their name out. And I think that those are a couple of guys that may fit that mold, even though the, you know, Xavier names is far from, I mean, he's definitely been a household name for those in the baseball world. So, um, yeah. From the uh, White Sox group, the guy that we saw out there last year, Anson Siebert um, from Overland Park in Kansas, just like I was just really impressed with how well the operation was on the mound for a guy that's just as like as big and imposing as physical um, as, as he is. And then Carson Wiggins, um, younger brother um, of, I believe, the Cubs second round pick this past year. Um, yep. Um, out of Arkansas. So uh, a guy that obviously has got a, uh, the arm talent runs in the family uh, from rolling Oklahoma. I think he's another one of those right-handed pitchers that, you know, he's going to be in that mix of guys that could really pop um, become a big, big time draft prospect, kind of similar to the way Noble Meyer did last year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to go with my guy, um, uh, JD Dix. Yeah. I love and was a huge fan of last year. I'm really anxious to see him again. Uh, see how the body's changed or progressed. And, you know, I just, you know, he was a guy that you, you, you watched him go out the short and you thought, yeah, he's, he's probably a third baseman in the next level. And then you watch him and you're like, Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe not. So uh, excited to see that. And, and that's something I'll be watching for. And then uh, just because of the tie to um, a school that I saw going across this list, it happens to maybe have the best name in the entire event. Um, but, you know, can you remember who, – who's from St. Rita? Mark Payton. There you go. Uh, so from St. Rita, the alma mater of Mark Payton, Sir Jameson Jones. Great name. Uh, so I, I'm excited to see him get out there and, um, and and play this week and see if he can – see if he can replicate what type of career Mark Payton has had in – college and pro ball so uh excited to see him out there the last group the yankees group um a couple of familiar names that that i recall from last year um matt conte uh just a big imposing catching presence he was really good last year uh i believe he played with the upper class group last year um as well as the 2024 prospect so um really excited to see him and uh also too uh, shout out to my guy from Texas, Bryce Navarre, uh, left-handed pitcher from Montgomery. Got my first uh, really big look at him uh, at TSA down in uh, down at Minimade this past week, and was extremely impressed. Uh, so really looking forward to seeing him on the big stage. Uh, Brendan Lawson's a, a super famous infielder. Uh, definitely a guy that's in the mix is one of the best shortstops in the country. Um, and then Matthew Scott, another Texas guy, is on that Yankees roster as well. Yeah, uh, I'm going to see if you remember the fun fact about our guy, Dante Nori. Um, I remember watching him at this event last year. I'm trying to remember the fun. Was it something television related? Uh, Loosely. It's entertainment business related, let's call it. Hmm. His dad was a Raptor, a coach for the Raptors. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that always, I, I always think about that when I see his name run across something. But one thing that you mentioned was Duke uh, going out and getting guys and becoming a presence on the national scene. Um, so, I, But I held my tongue earlier when you brought that up on the Duke piece uh, because it's tied to another piece. But Andre Madugno, um, the Duke commit, third baseman, uh, out of IMG. I mean, like, Loaded. I think their whole roster is going to be in San Diego this week. But – 
Andre's a guy that I remember doing some research on back when we were doing our national draft. So um, really, really looking forward to seeing him play this week too. Yeah. So, And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Owen Pena from that group as well. I mean, there, there's – that Yankees group's got two shortstops that could end up being, you know, obviously it's super early, but could end up being first-round guys from there. So, uh, I mean, they're, they're all really, really talented rosters, and that's just um, – many of the uh, the names that could really stand out there, guys that we're excited um, to see out there at the event. Um, now that we're going back, is there anything food-related you're excited for? Or are you just, or are you just all, like, I'm going to different places this time. Nothing's going to be um, the same. There, no, no, no. There will be some some repeats. Um, okay. Some At some point, I haven't made a reservation yet, but I may be eating at midnight, but I'm – I ha- I can't go to San Diego and not eat at Barbusa. Okay. Um, I'm trying to work around my si- brother-in-law and sister-in-law's schedule, who I'll be staying with. So we haven't decided because both of them are going to be out of town at p- for portions of the week. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to trying to line it up to so we can all go one night. Uh, but man, I yeah, Barbusa is is a gotta gotta have again place for me. Um, and other than that, there's a few, uh, a few I have marked down. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention names until we start making some decisions. But okay, uh, but that, but we do have to get our burritos. That's that's um, the that's the one place I was thinking. What is it called? PJ's. Um, I'll have to get with Matt Couch because he was our as as a uh, Torero alum mm-hmm. and, and former employee as well. Uh, he knows all the spots because he's the one that told me about Barbuso <clears throat> as well. Because him and his wife lived in Little Italy for a while, so that's the spot. Um, yeah, um, they, w- I'll have to I'll have to get with him again before before we land today and uh, figure out what the plan's going to be. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the food. Looking forward. Yeah, to the food. it'd be nice too because this the the sched- the game schedule is a little bit different. So. Um, there won't be as, as many like those like 14 hour days. Um, I'm, I mean, it's, you're watching the best high school talent in the country in San Diego. So, you know, but it's like, this thing could wear on you and you're kind of dragging when you get out of there, you know, a little more time and go grab a bite to eat. We'll be, uh, we'll be welcome. We definitely our burrito nearby will be, uh, be a, a very, very clutch thing. So um, I think I, I do have a goal. I think I'm going to try in between all the games, try to get up and walk. Um, when we're not doing interviews, but mm-hmm. walk to the edge of campus and back. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that was a good, good little, yeah, a good little walk. And um, you know, and, and uh, lesson learned, I'm, I'm going to be better prepared in the, uh, in the uh, attire department, what I wear. Um, I'm pretty, I'm still convinced I got sun poisoning last year on my, oh, geez. on my, on my hands. So um, I'm going to have more hoods this this go around more hoods and and uh gonna ha- find a way to keep my hands covered i may i may just have to bite the bullet and use sunscreen which um i should have been doing all along but i may just have to to, to go that route this week to <laughs> to avoid um last year's uh uncomfortability for a couple days let's call it yeah i'm gonna it's it's a bummer because um i guess you can't travel with sunscreen can you um not, in, could, well, it, it, uh, not in a carry-on check you can, your probably, you yeah, can check yeah, it yeah, yeah you can check it if yeah. you want 
Um, but yeah, it's just like, you probably go through at least a whole, a whole bottle out there for sure. So yeah, I told myself, I was like, oh, I'm going to be so prepared. And I went and got a couple of things at, at the store to, to wear out there and stuff. And it's like, oh yeah, my kids are, this is the one week of the year they're not in daycare. Um, so it's been, uh, it's been chaotic. Um, poor, poor timing for, for the wife. Um, sorry, I'm going to uh, area, area code for, for a while. Um, the one yeah, time both, the, the both, kids are not both of our, both of ours are on some form of antibiotic right now. So I'm, oh. I'm, I'm going to have to find some ways myself to, um, to stay. Well, not stay, I guess, I guess I wouldn't say that we're in good graces currently for leaving. So I got to stay as close to zero as I can and then figure out some ways to make up for it and get back to at least zero. Mm-hmm. Um, by by the time we get home or shortly thereafter. So any ideas from the listeners are welcome. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. That's that's all for us today. Uh, again, we will be covering area code, both the underclass and upperclass. You can follow all the coverage at fivetool.org. And of course, um, on our Twitter accounts as well. Um, you know, we'll be covering California, Arizona, Colorado, Texas. Um, you mentioned it, you know, whoever stands out, whoever performs, um, we're going to try to cover it out there and, and bring you um, the type of coverage that makes you feel like you're there. So keep it locked into five tool. Um, and the next time we talk to y'all, we'll probably be after we get back from San Diego. So we'll probably be at least a week and a half, probably two weeks until we record another podcast. So uh, until we talk to y'all then try to stay cool and take care. <laughs>